Philly sports, love and pain. I'm Dave. That's Kenny. I'm free. Officer Doofy. <laughs> and with us, and with us today, we have two special guests. Uh, Jason. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And Gordy. What up? So Welcome we're gonna we're, we're gonna attempt this four this four way roundtable podcast. And I tried to make that sound as not as bad as possible. I, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, Kenny, we're going to start. We're going to start with this, uh, the Sixers, and we're going to put a nice bow on it. Thank God it's over. <laughs> we finally got we finally got a weekend back to ourselves last weekend, and it was glorious. It really was not high stress, not worried about anything other than, you know, what we were going to do. I know. I know it was, it was pretty sweet, but you know, everybody's been listening to everybody, <laughs> everybody's been listening to you and me shoot the shit about back and forth about the Sixers and all their problems. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to try to bring in a couple of different opinions really. And that's kind of, that's why I was, I was hoping that Jason and Gordy could join us tonight because I, you know, you know where I stand on this. I think I know where you stand on this. Like, Glenn. You know, yeah. So you're out. You're out on Glenn. You want him gone. He's not going to be gone. Um, no, he's not. I firmly believe that. <clears throat> and I don't want to just get rid of him to get rid of him. But if we can get, you know, I don't even know. Like this is the whole thing about like it's not even the off season yet, right? It's like the Barry Trots all over again. Like you don't you don't know what you're going to have until everything, all the dust settles with the championship and all that shit, right? But you know, if JJ Reddick want to come to town, so let's open for business. So, so let's open it up. Um, let's open it up first. Um, to uh, Jay, what do you what do you think about Glenn and this whole thing? Well, first of all, I'm glad you called him Glenn. That's correct. That's for you. That's for you. <laughs> um, I don't want him back. I don't know how you can. Listen, I know you disagree, but I'm not sure how you can watch some of his player management going into the playoffs, how you can watch, you know, the the rotations that he puts in there. I just I he's I don't think he's the guy to win. You see his teams underachieve, you see him, his teams blow leads in playoff series. I just there's too much smoke for there not to be fire and I I, I don't I between his shit and hardened shit I just it doesn't feel like that's the right chemistry to me but the the, the thing so, is so basically like, it's the arrogance I mean, of it all is where I like lose my momentum of trying to defend Glenn I if he's not so smug about the shit like and act like he's won five or six championships then he can be like that right but he really it's been what oh eight I was still in high school when he won a championship it's been long enough to like, we can kind of like, you know, move past that. He's too arrogant for his own good. I think I agree with that actually a hundred percent. And the stuff that he says, like, you know, when he comes in and he says, you know, something like, uh, well, when I first got here, you know, no one was, no one was picking us to be, go anywhere. I'm like, what the yeah, no what? shit? What yeah. The hell? yeah. What, what are you, what are you talking about? Like they were, were already like, like, I don't know. So Gordy, where do you stand on, on, on Glenn doc rivers? Um, and you know, whether or not you want him back, you don't want him back. 
Um, indifferent, where are you at? I mean, you know, in all honesty, I'm a little bit on the indifferent side. Uh, <sighs> the, the reason being is I don't know what else you go out and get. I don't think Mike D'Antoni's the guy. And supposedly he he's looking at uh, or Charlotte's looking at him. So he's probably going to end up with a job. Uh, I mean, that's the guy that's always been linked with Harden and Maury. So Redick, listen, I'd be all for it, but he's never coached anybody before. And he seems to be enjoying his time, you know, with his family, golfing and then doing TV shows, making as much money as he did as a player without beating himself up. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure there's another better option out there. The uh, like Jay makes a good point. The rotations, the the horrific uh, player management, and the awful press conferences all add up. Um, but you know, I look at some of it, and I, I said this to you in particular, Dave. You know, multiple times talking about different things in the playoffs. Rotations shorten. So, you know, you want to stick with DeAndre Jordan, stick with DeAndre Jordan throughout the regular season. That's a mistake, but right. whatever, right? I mean, he's burning minutes in the in the regular season. In the playoffs, he did go with Paul Reed, you know? Now, could B-ball Paul used a little more seasoning during the season? <laughs> That's really poorly said on a podcast. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, you give the guy more more time, more minutes, he's only going to get better. So you use him in the regular season. You build him up. Doc, for whatever reason, has a blind spot, doesn't want to do it. Um, he's His whole career, he's relied on the veterans, let them run the team. It's a mistake. Um, it's something that worked for him back in 08 when he won it. He hasn't had the right mix of guys to do it. Or if he has had the right mix, they haven't been healthy enough to pull it off. Um, you know, at that. It, and that's really, I feel like that's what happened to this team. I don't think Harden's healthy. I think he's healthy enough to play. And I don't think Joel, clearly Joel wasn't healthy. We were getting 50% Joel, if that. Right. So, you know, and then Danny Green goes down. And as soon as that happened, three minutes into that game, I mean, the look on my, you didn't see the look on my face, but I mean, I, I you knew everybody you knew. saw the look on that entire team's face. Jay, what do you got? Yeah. You got something? Yeah. Well, maybe this is because of a, Missing knowledge for me for basketball. I would probably put basketball in last place uh, when I look at my sports knowledge. Um, does does a, do players running the team, whether it's a head coach or a franchise, does that work? Uh, I, I struggle to believe that that works. If you're LeBron, it works. Does it? What is LA doing right now? Well, right well, now, right he's now, leaving. he's leaving. You know, yeah, he ain't gonna be there much longer. Yeah, no, it's a good point, really. And and that, that's kind of where it is. Like, right, like so there's been a couple examples where the players running the running the show kind of does work. And then, you know, then there's a couple examples where the players running the show clearly doesn't work. And it did not work out in Brooklyn last couple of years, did it? Ex- exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation. Like, I, I don't feel like he's been here long enough for us to sh- to get to get him out yet. I understand you're, you're why not, people want to move him out because Joe has a shelf life. Joe, Joe has a limit. Like I get that. I get all that, but I don't know. You're not moving on from him for like a sack of peanuts, right? Like it has to be the right move to move on. And I, I mean, I understand that. And I got to believe the three of you understand that, but like 
he's on a leash, a, a short, short leash for next year, for sure. And there, and Gordy said it like, there's no reason that Paul Reed did not get more game time. There's no reason for it. Absolutely none. Now I understand that you guys, you know, we had drum in the begin with, but as soon as he was traded out and then they signed, you know, Deandre Jordan, it should have been Paul Reed show. It should have been. And that hurt us. And I think Paul Reed played pretty well. Imagine if he had, you know, even more experience. And I was like, I don't believe anything that Patrick Beverly says just because like, <laughs> he's just up there hating, honestly. Yeah, and <laughs> That's what like, it feels like. Like to me, he's like a, uh, like he's, he's an, he's a B minus player, right? Like, but he gives you no offensive. He just knows, he knows ball, right? Mm-hmm. But he did say something. He's like working with doc rivers. I'm sorry, Glenn working with Glenn is like, uh, it's really challenging. So like he was saying, if Harden had a full year, you know, what could potentially be from learning that way of it. And Harden's never had like a dominant center. There's, you know, there's definitely a total landscape change. And I said it last week it, and I really do believe this when the NBA changed that rule, you know, where you can't bump into people and just flare your arms and get the foul that changed the, the NBA, the dynamic of it all. So that's going to hurt Harden's, you know, not even value. That's not even the right word. Just like his ability to get points like that. Harden's dead. That 35, 40 point Harden. He had good numbers. It's not like he played like terribly poor. You would like that shooting percentage to go up a little bit and you would like him to take over a game. And he took over one, which we said was like Seth Curry, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Seth. Yeah. So we, I wish we had Steph. Um, <laughs> it's like the Seth Curry, you know, mix there. And then the last thing I'll say that everyone can jump in on this is like, how fucking sad is it that Danny green goes down with an injury and that deflates the team? Are you kidding me? Like that, that's, that's painful to me. I just think it is like, even if you use your heart and soul of the team, like 10 points, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, replaceable Jay. is all I'm saying. Go ahead, Jay. That's, I, I just feel like that's a final blow. I mean, if you're, the team was clearly deflated as soon as Embiid tore his thumb and then he broke his face and then like, like they went through multiple levels of, Deflation. Yeah, that fair. was just 100%. the last blow. And, yeah, that is fair. and and like it, it, like even Doc almost fucked up and or Glenn whatever you want me to call him Glenn I'll call him Glenn whatever. Glenn almost really fucked up in the in the post game press conference because they were asking him questions about like you know the demeanor of the team and like if when Danny got hurt did like did it really affect the morale of the team and he made a statement something along the lines of well. You know, like back when Joe hurt his thumb, like we kind of knew like and then he like changes his like direction a little bit. He he almost basically admitted and came out and said that they were fucked up when Joe got hurt. And like you know. Did he did you guys hear any of that? Are you in a tornado right now, dude? (laughs) Yes. Dave, we can hear you, we can't see you. That's okay. So it would be it would be uh it, it would be a travesty if we able to get through this thing without having any fucking um, problems. <laughs> like it would, it would never happen. For all you people that don't know, Dave hates technical difficulties. 
This is going to this is going to derail him for the whole night. They've got to get out of that brick room, man. That, that brick room is messing up the signals, dude. You can't. The signals can't. Who's he through. fucking digging? Is he fucking Batman in that in that cave? He's gone. <laughs> Listen, this well, is this is why you can't go on a podcast with just Dave, because there will be a point where it's just you. Well, you know, uh, I don't even know how to do this. I just come for the the snarkiness. Like Dave's the whole the whole the whole thing. So I, I'm gonna try to fill in here. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Bring the um, snarky. Well, actually, I I want to say something because you mentioned something about uh, Harden and the rule change, right? Yeah, with the NBA. So that is an a drastic overcorrection. Like he, all right. You want to say a guy jumps into a, a defensive player while taking a shot or something and creates the contact? Hang tight one second. Is that the damn cat again? Um, so jumping into a player and creating contact is obviously a non-basketball move, right? Trey Young does it. Harden did it. But when you are getting you're driving to the rim and a dude is just riding your shoulder all the way to the cup it looked like a cheap strip club is what it it's looked an like. absolute foul there, there's in no rule book on the game of basketball is hard not being found going to the rim over and over and over again he's not jumping sideways into a guy with the ball in his hand he's getting fouled all the way to the rim the whole time it is a drastic overcorrection, specifically on him. I'm not going to blame it on the refs, but I am going to say they referee Harden differently than they do most guys in that league, and I think they referee Joel differently than they do a lot of guys in the league because he gets hit more than anybody else. People complain about him shooting too many free throws. It's because he gets fouled more than everybody else. Like You can't look at those, those free throws and those fouls and go, nah, none of those should have actually happened. Every one of them's a foul. And, and then there's a whole bunch more called. That's what happens when you have Mega Mind as the fucking commissioner. The dude is terrible. He's just <laughs> trying to like and what happened was they got away with those first two games where they fouled like they played it, I think, correctly with the amount of fouls that were called. And then someone, you know, cried and moaned and whined, and then Adam Silver was like, No, and I lost so much respect fouls. for Nick Nurse. That Raptors coach. Oh. What a chump. I can't. Dick I can't nurse. We call him Dick Nurse around here. Yeah, he's yeah. terrible. He's. I thought he was. He's a good coach. Yeah. I just lost a lot of respect for him as a person. Dick Nurse. I've never. Yeah, that was a lot of crying. Like too much, honestly. I just. I think we all knew this. Like, I think game five, right after game five. I think it was very clear, right? Like it was just, it was over. <laughs> The ride was over. The season was over. We were all going to be free. We old yellered in the backyard and that was the end of it. And honestly, for my sanity, I needed it to be over because I couldn't endure another goddamn second of like the ups and downs and the ups and downs. Like I just couldn't do it. And I'm glad it's over. Just glad. Joy being put out of your misery. Yeah. And, yeah, and someone will be like, "Oh, you're a bad fan for not watching them get blown out by 105." And you're the not a bad fan for not out. watching them get blown out. That's that's ridiculous. You want to see success? You yeah, know you're your Frank six seven nine. Yeah, when you know you're you're behind the eight ball. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know? Yeah, I mean it's ludicrous. But 
I think <laughs> it's like watching the Flyers. I didn't, dude. I'm the. I'll be the. I, I, I think I, I told Dave I like this year. <laughs> episode eleven. I was like, nah, I'm done. I didn't watch one. It They're was on. Un, it was unwatchable. I mean, come on, it, seriously. It, it really was. My and God. Of course, J, of course, that jag off JVR puts up twenty five goals. Like, get out of here, you fucking you bum. Trade him. You should have went to Vegas. Okay. Well, whatever they do, don't let and don't let them know where they where he wants to be traded before they fucking trade him. We all know that doesn't work. Well, it does if your name is Claude Giroux. Anyway, anyway, so, anyway. So, like, all right. So that's the whole deal, right? But here's my thing about this whole situation, right? One I, more year. One more year. They need it. Yeah. They we need knew it. that. We need Even it. at we, the trade deadline, we said the same exact shit. I know. We fell into the Disney World <laughs> Pixar magic. We did. We did. But like, I, the, Glenn and 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 Bede and Harden. And almost everyone on the team need a year. They need a whole year together. Now they need to retool shit. They need to ship somebody out. It's probably going to be Toby. If if they can move Toby, that's my guess. And well, you have to move Toby if you want to make any kind of noise. Right. They need to retool shit. Like they need to. Right. So Toby is the is the most obvious guy that they're going to move. Like I would be like if they if they moved Maxi, people might burn the fucking city. They're down. not moving like, Maxi. Uh they they can't dude if they do that it's such an enormous mistake yeah not good. i agree i'm out no i agree right exactly exactly uh, i might be too and that's saying something i might be too if they move max yeah you can't you can't you can't you can't listen you get hard to take a pay cut and i think they can do that and he takes a pay cut you try to get what you can for toby you hope you get another COVID draft pick and get someone like Maxi late. Here's what I don't know. Gordy, do you know this? So Harden has a player option, right? For 46 million, whatever, $47 million, whatever it is. If, if they decide, if he decides to sign like a two or three year, uh, contract, <laughs> can they restructure the whole thing or do they have to pay him that 46 next year? No matter what. So in the NBA, um, if you're signing a max deal, it pretty much has to be like year to year. It's not where they can do like, all right, we're only going to give you 10 mil this year. We're going to give you 70 the next. Okay. And the next. Like it doesn't work that way. It has to be, there's a certain percentage that they can go up or they can go down. I think it is. Um, so they're a little bit locked in that way. Harden. If there's a team that can get Harden to say, Listen, I'm at a stage in my career. I really do want to win a championship. It's the Sixers right now because of Daryl Morey and his relationship with him. Harden has said in interviews, he looks at him like a father. I mean, you know, and 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 I I don't think that that's just a line. I think he he really genuinely does. So they have a good relationship. If Harden turns around and says, "Listen, I'll sign. I'm not. I don't want to pick up my one year option, but I'll sign a four year deal for 120 mil at." What's that? Thirty years, thirty mil a year. That's still yeah. a bargain for a guy that's going to give you twenty-two, nine and eight. For the Cordo, that's done. not good enough. Okay. No, it's not. It's not Houston James Harden. Why is that? Hold on, but seriously, how? Why is that not good enough? It's good. Oh no, no, I was making. I was making fun of everyone. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I was definitely in that corner, right? 
Um, the stats you're getting with Harden are the stats you are going to get with Harden. Houston yeah. Harden is dead. Yes. The, uh, exactly. The four, now, I will say this. I think Harden was healthy enough to play, not healthy enough to be dynamic. You know, yeah. Who knows what happens with an actual offseason to rest and fix his hamstring. But then again, the guy's also going to be 33. I mean, you don't get better at 33. So that's a risk. That was going to be my question. Do you see, you talk about the the 29 and 8. Do you see that for four years? I I have trouble seeing that from him for four years, but. Uh, I see it for three of the four years, at least. Um, And the reason I do is because he does have a game that was never predicated on him being able to completely blow by guys and use athleticism. He's, he plays old man ball. You know what I mean? He, he sees the court. He makes the right plays a lot. It's just the Sixers don't have guys that can knock down the shots regularly. You know, I mean, that's, well, that's the biggest thing. If they had actual shooters, if they had Miami shooters, dude, Harden at the point in Miami would forget. You could take Jimmy Butler off that team. Miami would be still moving too uh, because he would just hit those guys with open looks constantly. So, I miss so you, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I know you, you can't. Don't listen, call. You can't call him Jimmy Butler the championship now. Team we had in the city was beaten by four bounces of a of a basketball. That you gotta call him Jimmy Butthole forever now. Jimmy Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. That like, was, right, Harden. Team, it was. Harden. Harden in the regular season this year, right? He was. He was twenty two and ten. That's good. Yeah, Twenty-two and ten. Uh, in, in, the, in the postseason, in, in, in the postseason, he was nineteen and eight. Like, I don't know. You, you knew Those what you're getting. Our numbers—they're just not MVP numbers. You know? We already have an MVP, right? We don't need two MVPs. Like, no team has two MVPs. Can't. You can't have two MVPs. So, like, we need to decide. Like, do we want Embiid to be? the focus and then have Harden be the facilitator and put up 20 like I, you know, and, and then you have the X factor of Maxi who can come in and drop 20, 30. He ran like here and there in a night. Maxi will probably average 18 next year. 18 to 20 is my guess. Right. So I don't know. I, I think, I think that they're fine. I, I mean, everybody wants to sell the Sixers right now. Everybody wants to be out on them. I'm in man. I'm in on them. I don't know. I, I'm always optimistic, though. <laughs> like about everybody. Still going to be really good for the next couple of years. Um, yeah, but really you know, good doesn't win you a championship. It may not. Uh, but I'll tell. What happens? All right. Let me ask all of you guys this: the the leap Maxi took from year one to year two. What if what he takes that leap from year two to year three? What yeah. if he keeps getting better at that rate? What do you say is the ceiling for the team at that point? If Harden's your You're third still, best guy. Yeah, but who's your four? Is Toby still on the team? Well, just for gits and giggles, we'll say Toby is still your fourth. Yeah, then go on, go on. Yeah. That, yeah that's what you're missing. That's what they've been missing for, what, 20 years? Uh, yeah. I, well, I, I'm going to say this and it hurts my soul, but you're missing someone right? like a Tyler hero. So 
here's the way the Sixers can load up on shooting talent, but not necessarily NBA talent. <laughs> and what JD you do, Redick. you turn around and and you scour the G League for every shooter in the G League and just offer them a a, a minimum contract. Those dudes are going to jump at it, guaranteed one point five million. Every team can offer it to them, but only a few can guarantee you actual playing time. You got to decide if you can do that and pull enough shooters out of that league that can do enough things both ways so that you can get rid of Korkmaz and shake and actually get an athletic wing. Get rid of yeah. Deion. Well, DeAndre Jordan's done. But Dude, get shake, rid of, is, shake is not it. Like, Korkmaz is it. not it. Niang, Niang, I don't really even think he's, he's it. Only, no, he's not, but he's a cost-controlled seven mil. He'll be right. on the roster. Right. But so Danny like, Green's contract is now expiring. He's $10 million. He will be thrown into a trade he, because he's probably not going to be able to play until after the All-Star break next year anyway. So he's an expiring contract. He's just filler. Let me, um, let me make a proposition here. We're doing a roundtable. I've never been a part of a roundtable. You guys haven't done it on the podcast yet. Um, what if we like finish segments with like a definitive question? The one that came up naturally here was, are we in or out on the Sixers moving forward? Mm. All right, you go first. Okay. Um, I totally believe in the process. I think it's how you build the team and win a championship in the NBA. I think it's the best, the most uh, statistically reasonable way to do it. I'm out. Okay, so uh, uh, Kenny wasn't ready. <laughs> Kenny no, wasn't ready. <laughs> I, I don't like that. It hurts. <laughs> I think I think your biggest issue and forget everything we've been talking about for the last Jesus Christ 26 minutes wrap this shit up fry. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing with the process that has me the most fucked up is the mismanagement of everything that went wrong. So like bridges. Zaire Smith. Um, taking Okafor because you're worried about Embiid's health, moving up to get Fultz, which is still and and listen, if if I hear one more time that the Sixers should have took Tatum, I might blow my brains out because I just I don't understand like that to me. As soon as you say that, I know immediately that anything you say means nothing because you're a tell me moron. tell me you don't know the Sixers or basketball without telling me you don't know something. Well, but then it just invalidates every other opinion you have because you just clearly just read headlines. So what yeah. my problem with the Sixers and then the whole Ben Simmons saga, like they're an exhausting franchise. And for something that I find value as like low, low, low two, high three, you know what I mean? Cause all those, the, you know what I mean? I, 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 it's exhausting to be a Sixers fan. It really is. And and Gordy said it. He was like, you know, four bounces changes the whole trajectory of the Sixers basketball. But there's so many egregious errors, not only the Jimmy Butthole thing. So, like, right now, if if they don't land someone that's like a pure shooter, I think you have to be out. I really do. Like, and I'm not out like I'm not going to like, you know, when the playoffs come around or watch like during the regular season like I have been, I'll always be there. 
but it's I have to pull back and like not invest as much energy into it because it really is an exhausting thing to try to like accumulate. And lastly, look at all the other teams around us. It's not like they're clear cut favorites. They're they're a top ten team, but I think they're if they don't make a move, they're nine or ten. They need they need someone massively. They really do. So I just think like the length of all this process, we've been doing this for almost what, 10 years. It's exhausting. And for that, I'm out. <laughs> Chuck, right, go ahead, gang, man. What up? Well, I mean, I don't think you guys need to guess where I fall on it. I mean, I'm in, um, but I'm in with, a couple of caveats. One, they have to get more athletic. You can do that without even touching the starting lineup because they're starting lineups, really good basketball players, but they need more athletes on that roster. Like they're, they get out athleted. If, if that's an actual word, <laughs> damn near every game they play. I mean, the, the Raptors are so, so team. They pushed them because they're such better athletes. Not because they're better basketball players. They don't have a single guy on that roster that's even that would even replace Siakam would not replace our top four guys. I would not right now. Maybe you could potentially take Siakam over Toby, but I'm not taking him over Maxi Harden or or Joel. That's and that that's fair, but to say that, that you're not taking him over Toby is an yeah, egregious I, I would egregious take him over Toby. He's, he's a lot damn right you too. will. I take a pile of peanuts. Toby Toby's a lot better than people give him credit for. Oh, um, he balled out for the playoffs for sure. Like he, he arrived. Welcome. He's he's a he's a guy that does a lot of things. I've said this to you guys before, uh, and I'm sure Jay's heard it too. Like he does a lot of things very well. He does not do any one specific thing excellent. And that's what he's missing. That's why he's at the tier he's at instead of being an all-star. If he had one thing that he did excellently, he would he would be up a little higher. If he was a knockdown shooter, he'd be up there. Getting paid like he's at the top, though. Eh, but it's not my money, so I don't really care. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's not my money. Um, but if but they it, get but more, but it athletic, is your money. But it affects who you can bring in. That it does. That so yeah, granted, it's not your money at the time. Yeah, I get that. And I'm a big proponent of saying that. I throw that down people's faces all the fucking time when it's in my favor. But this is not in our favor. Well, I mean, I'm. It's starting to get there. Yeah. And what I mean by that is his his contract has basically a year and a half left before it's complete trade bait. So I mean, that's good. The middle of next year, he's going to be cost controlled for one year for a team to rent. If he's not where if he's if he is here, they can move him. That won't be a problem. If Harden does pick up his option, his one year option, he's not working out. Do you not think some Oklahoma City or some New Orleans Pelicans team wouldn't go, we'll bring in James Harden for half a season, sell some tickets, and clear out roster uh cap space at the end of the year? James James Harden puts a fringe playoff team at the deadline into the playoffs. For sure. Yeah. So especially you're definitely right healthy. there. Especially if he's healthy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to me, uh, they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I am, I've said this, I said this to you guys before the Ben Simmons trade actually happened. <sighs> I'm going to trust in Daryl Morey to get something. Yeah. Done. 
So I, I think what, he will too. I think all the reports. Uh, but you mentioned all the mistakes that the franchise has made <laughs> over the last decade, you know, from Markel Fultz and, and all the rest of them. I mean, uh, God, they've been a snake bitten franchise through some of their own stuff through the league interfering. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm so glad yeah. someone got to it. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, let's ram the Colangelo's down the six, the, down Philadelphia's throats. Thanks guys. Appreciate that. Um, awful. Absolutely awful. And um, did they even win anything anywhere? Like, I don't even like no. one day they were here. One day the they were like, these guys are great. I think the father did uh, years ago. He was a, he won something. Oh yeah. Ago. You're right. Probably like 1988. So thanks. Put together. Yeah. Team USA. He helped do that. Now, other than that, no. Oh, like, oh, you mean, you mean, you mean, you mean taking a, <laughs> you, you mean taking a hundred players that are all really fucking good and winning some medals to fucking teams that eat out of fucking mud pots? Right. Yeah. Basically. Are you fucking kidding me? Thirty years ago, they're they finger banging rice for dinner and black beans, and, and we need to be worried about if they're gonna fucking make a champion. That's the. Ooh, I didn't know that, and I'm pissed. I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Insider knowledge, Ken. Wow. Um. So wow. yeah. So, but I'm gonna trust in Daryl Morey. Uh, I'm my trust in Elton Brand is iffy. Uh, I like the guy, but eh. uh, even I don't even think he does anything. Oh, that he has to. He's technically yeah, the he GM. Just... <laughs> technically, it's Elton Brand, not Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey's the president of operations. So, <laughs> gonna fool me. Who's making the trades though? Right. All he does is put. Oh, who's doing the press conference on it? Yeah, Elton Brand I mean, has listen. a stamp. <laughs> With his name so, on it, so he doesn't have to think. Just click. <laughs> there we go, baby. So, Gordy, you're in. I am in on the Sixers moving forward. Okay. So, I'll wrap this up, and then we can move on to the next topic. Um, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. The, the, Sixers, the Sixers have a golden opportunity to improve their team drastically, and it is because of one Tobias Harris. Toby had a great regular season and Toby like statistically, statistically, like if you look back at the numbers and he was literally 17 and seven for, uh, in the regular season. And he was literally 17 and seven in the postseason. You can move that and you can move that and get something nice in return or two or three pieces in return where you get younger, you get more athletic and you get hungrier and you get chippier. That's what they need. They need young, they need young, chippy, aggressive dudes in here. Like everybody need, in the NBA can shoot. Okay. They need the North Philadelphia. <laughs> everybody in the NBA can shoot when someone's not guarding them. Um, so if you if you are younger, you're more aggressive, you're chippier, better ball movement. I watched the Golden State game the other night, and it was like watching a video game versus like a different team because they are so fluid and fast and athletic and they move the ball with such ease that like it looks like a different team it's like it's like when we watched the eagles in the playoffs last year and it was like so obviously evident that like the eagles aren't ready like but that's how i felt when i watched golden state the other night when they played at home to, to seal that game to seal that series up because 
They just looked ridiculous, like in sync all the time. A couple turnovers here and there. Yeah, fine. But they're playing fast. They're playing loose and they're playing fun and they're playing aggressive. That's what we need. We don't, we don't have that shit here. So I say you move Toby. He's 17 and seven. Get him out of here. Get, get nothing against the guy. Like the guys and he's a nice guy, whatever. It's not about that. <laughs> he's a philanthropist. <laughs> but, like, but like, get, get, get him out of here, move him and get some shit back. That is aggressive, young and, and, um, and chippy. And I'm in. So I'm, I'm in, I, I I'm, I, I want to see doc Glenn rivers and, um, Harden. And I want to see maxi develop. I want to see, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Harden has already shown Maxi some shit. Like, I want to see them work together for another year. Uh, it's exciting to me to 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 have that coming back next year. So, the, I'm, the only I'm thing in. I'll say is that you guys aren't. There's still pieces. Like, there's still pieces that you need to see. At least for me, and based off of what you're saying, I don't know where Jay lays, lands on what I'm about to say, but like if they don't do those things that you guys are saying, then you're not like a hundred percent in, you need to see things take place. Just like I'm not a hundred percent out. Like if they do make the right moves, then, you know, you're, 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 you got me, you know, back in captivated, but something needs to happen. Right. And Jay, that, that's kind of where you're at, right? I'm more pessimistic than that. Okay. Um, and that's why, that's why I didn't say that. Yeah. I think that, when we look back on this era of Sixers basketball, on the process, um, we will not be able to avoid the fact that the league could not allow this to be successful and that the damage that they caused in the middle of the process is what torpedoed it. Not wrong. We may look back. We may look back and say that what happens, yeah. about this whole thing. Uh, hopefully, that's not the case. But you know, typical Philadelphia. That's probably what it will be. Um, <laughs> so, Hello, darkness, my old friend. So let's put a bow on the Sixers, all right, and um, move on to the Eagles. <laughs> so, so the birds. <laughs> The birds have had quite the off season and their turn season in my life. I mean, it really, it really could be like name me a better off season. I, I can't right now. The- dream team, baby. The dream, dream. dream team years. It still doesn't. It's still like all the guys they've acquired are 28 and younger. Think about that. 28 and younger. And majority mm. of those guys are young. All right, so so let's start with let's start with the fact that they basically have a new defense. I mean, it's unbelievable how much they've changed this defense, the look of this defense. And today, with the signing of of Bradbury, you know, now you have a guy who is a proven. He didn't have it. Listen, I know he didn't have a great year last year. Whatever, man. Yeah, we did. The dude, the dude dude plays. The dude plays fucking football. He is a pro bowl player, right? Once you're a pro, like I know the pro bowl doesn't really mean too much, but like it doesn't, I know, I know, but like you, you, you he's got a skill set. He's big. He's physical. He's, I like him. I really do. And, and having him on the other side from slay and then uh, your boy in the, in the corner, in the slot, um, Poo water, 
poo water. Jason's boy. Jason's yeah, that's boy. Jason's the guy right there. That's Although, right, Matt. Wait, wait, let him unmute real quick. I got to ask him something. Go ahead. Do you remember the worst statement you've ever made in the history of statements when it came to Mr. Pooh Water? Who is Mr. P- Are we talking about Howie? Who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking. I believe, and we can run the tapes back. I believe you said that Maddox was better than Slay. I, I believe that's what was said. Dave, can you confirm or deny? They play different positions. You literally said this. I said I would pay Slay before I, or I would pay Maddox before I paid Slay. All right, remute that now, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, but no, that um, (sighs) you're right, man. He's uh, he's a nickel corner, and he's good at it. Everything else, he's not good at. (laughs) You don't need him, but you don't need him to be good at everything, like. And especially when you got you have a guy like Slay and you have a guy like Bradbury on the on the bookends, he, he and you got you have fucking completely retooled linebacker core. Like it's it's different now in the middle. Like it's completely different. I so, mean, so who goes out with the injury in uh, preseason? It's it's gonna be somebody. You know, someone's gonna go down. Yeah, it's Philly. So it's just gonna happen. Just it's always happening. So, you know, just, you know, it might be hurts. And then we really will never know what we got. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, that would be. There's, why would you speak that into <laughs> existence, bro? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Take it back, I'm not you. sorry. Nick Foles, baby. 2023. <laughs> I'm kidding. Stop I'm kidding. It. Just stop it. Got a center back. Dude, I'm hype as shit for the Eagles. Like, this is a problem. I haven't been this hype this early. Even the Super Bowl year, we didn't know. You know what I mean? I know. I know. And that's one of the issues that I have with the with this whole situation right now because it's... My God, dude. It's going to bubble and fucking fester for, like, months before we even see any football. And... Like, you know, the schedule comes out and, you know, you're listening to people talk about it. You see it on Twitter. Everybody does loves to do the wins and losses thing, whatever. But like, even if you don't do it that way, if you just look at that schedule, it's really hard to see them not winning 11 games. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say one thing before we get into this. Um, I saw someone on on Twitter and they really meant that the Eagles were going to win a championship and that hurts my soul. We can't do that as a fan base. We cannot do that right now. It's too early. <laughs> like, no. like you can you, believe it. Like you absolutely cannot like, do that. Like you can believe that shit. And like your brain is like a fan, right? Like, cause I think we all do like, we're all like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like our logical football brain is like, <laughs> pump the brain. We have no idea. Are the Eagles better or worse right now? than the Bengals were this time last year. Well, if they just got to sign Eli Apple and they got a Super Bowl chance is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, that is a good point, though. I hear that. It is. But like the biggest cog in that wheel that it's you bigger, need, it's very big. It is. We're not even close to that. Like, right. Like, like you, you 
Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow couldn't be on like further different fucking. They're in different fucking galaxies. Really, I would I almost mean. think that I would almost think that the crackheads in Kensington, if given the option, was like Hurts or Burrows. I think those crackheads would have picked Burrows. So it's a ten out of ten sweep. Like that's a major thing. Like the team's better, definitely. So it's a good thing that they would take the crackheads would take Burrows. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying anyone should take Burroughs. That's a good thing for Burroughs. Okay, I just I was just clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Barrow, loved by crackheads everywhere. Um, but a true crime podcast. That's what <laughs> I need to get some scary music for the background. Um no, but like one of the biggest things that gives me pause when I look at this team, it has to be Jalen Hurts. Like it has to be. And like, I, I've been reading all the takes all, you know, for the past couple of weeks, like, you know, what is it? What does it take? What does Jalen hurts need to do for you personally to solidify his role as the starting quarterback? And let's, let's start with this because this is where I think we could all either. I, I have a feeling that there's probably going to be some deviation between what we think, um, you know, what is it? What does he need to do? Does he need to be as good as he was last year? Does he need to be better than he was last year? Is it have to do with passing yards? Does it have to do with passing touchdowns? Does it have to be a playoff win? Where do you guys stand? Where do you guys stand on this whole Jalen hurts thing? And I'll go to Kenny first. I think he needs to take a considerable leap. And honestly, the playoff wins, the, it, that's like a, that's not a QB stat really, honestly. So to me, you have AJ Brown. So that excuse of we don't have a number one is gone, right? Your number one was Devonte Smith. Now he's a legit number two. And now your number two was Watkins. And now you got a three, right? So right there, you have a legitimate receiver core. There's no excuse in that pass. Or in that way, you have a, and a, I will say this, you have an elite pass catching tight end. Yeah. Non-excuse your running back situation. What are we going to get? We're going to get Penn state miles Sanders. Are we going to get last year's miles Sanders? He needs to take a leap. Those two things happen. They can win. I'm not saying super bowl. They can win. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, so for Hertz though, you, you just need to see him be, more effective, more accurate, more threatening on the pass. Like, because yeah, like, and maybe, and this is going to probably stir some, some pots here. Maybe peel back a little bit on the rushing because you don't know. You no longer need to do that because all the talent around you suggests that you should be able to throw it. You know what I mean? And get it done. So that's where I'm at. All right, Gordy, we, where are you at on Hertz and the whole, and the whole thing? Dave, who'd you kick that to? Gordy. Sorry, I lost you there for a second. So, um, so for Hertz himself, I want to see him make a twenty-five yard throw on an out on a rope. I, dude, I I just want to see it happen with some accuracy, with some mustard on it. Get the ball there. I, I need to see that. Um, so like a spicy brown mustard or Dijon or let's like go a French spicy brown. I mean, a little spicy brown just to stick with the right. water uh, theme. You know? 
<laughs> you wanted you um, wanted the tangent. I'm giving you the tangent. Yeah, that's best the mustard best right now. What's right your favorite there. mustard, Gordy? What is a golden spicy? All right, I like it, Jason. I, I you know what? I like goldens, but I will tell you the Philly Pretzel Factory spicy brown mustard is great, and they have an extra spicy mustard if you want to get real weird. If you want that butthole <laughs> to burn, you could go there, Dave. Uh, best mustard uh, available anywhere is Herlocker's dipping mustard, and it's not oh, even yeah. close. Yeah. I have the dipping yeah. mustard too. I forgot about it. I was going yeah, more like that one's good. plastic, but the dipping mustard is awesome. So I don't like yellow mustard. I think it's a trash mustard. It's a poverty mustard. But <laughs> they make a jalapeno yellow, right? This mustard's elite. So if it has the jalapeno one. chunks in it. That's where I'm going. Just letting you know. That's where I'm at. Sorry, Gordo. Go on. Listen, as long as we're on mustard here, I have to tell everybody that um, <laughs> Kenny Kenny taught me at like, I don't know, 20 to put mustard on tuna fish. And I uh, never look at tuna fish the same way again. You all should try it's, it. He'll give you the recipe, uh, but it's weird and it's good. He calls it the Jewish tuna. I don't know. Well, you know, when you are what you are. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. So I'm here for you. Yeah, mustards. I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make this uh, about Hertz here real quick, uh, and you can throw it over to Jay. But um, I, I want to see increased arm strength i want to see that's the one right there hang on i got that sitting over there on the on the thing so (laughs) i'll grab i'll grab an example in person here in a second um Uh. but i want to see some throws i want to see him be able to hit the out with some accuracy down the field a little bit this time he's going to have receivers that should get open so he if he can't make that throw this year that's a bad sign that means he can't be a starter in this league you know, like he, he he's forever relegated to backup duty if he cannot make that throw this year. You know, yeah. So and that's uh, just to kind of coattail off of that. I won't go. Jace will go next. But like my thing with that is, you know, when you have opposing defenses on NFL films behind the scenes saying like that, this dude don't know what he's doing. This dude don't know what he's looking at. Not a good look. It's not a good look, man. And like so like you know, talk about something that needs to be improved and should be, you know, in his next season is his ability to, you know, interact with and read and attack opposing defenses. Um, Jay, you're up, bro. Um, so I'll give you a quick call back to the first time I was on the podcast. Uh, Hertz was a huge topic of conversation at that point with Sirianni. And I said I was out on Hertz then. And the reason I said I was out on Hertz is exactly what Gordy just said. Those out, he, he looked like, I don't forget how I phrased it, but those balls aren't right when they go when they go to the out. It's not even like a duck situation either. It's just an ugly fucking ball. It's, it's not an NFL ball. Yeah. Um, and we also noticed it on the deep balls. He's he's and, you know, there's some debate about whether that's timing or his arm, whatever. Um, What we know is that when 
he needs arm strength the most. He doesn't have it. It looks like he doesn't have it. Um, so the next part is tough because I have, I'm not going to profess to know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) when I start hearing guys who know what it takes to play the quarterback position in the NFL say it appears as though Jalen Hurts has worked on his mechanics and those out balls and deep balls that he was struggling with are now NFL out balls and deep balls I will feel a lot better about having him as my quarterback so I realize that I'm kind of writing exactly what Gordy said but that's because I think Gordy hits the nail on the head there it's about it's about him fixing that those small deficiencies that keep him from being an NFL quarterback. And if he can do that, I might be buying a really expensive ticket in February. <laughs> Kenny's usually the first one to to, to proclaim that I'm going to the Super Bowl. Ticket if he fixes that. Uh so Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean listen, I I, I agree with you guys. Like uh, and I think everybody pretty much does. Now, there are some people in this city who believe in Jalen Hurts regardless. And I, I don't really understand the blind. Not the Kensington crackheads. I don't really understand the blind following of um, of Jalen Hurts. Like, he's a, he's a great, phenomenal person. And that might have something to do with it. Um, but like you said, when he throws those out routes, they're late. They're, they're just not right. And the deep ball is a concern. Now in the off season, I heard some reports that he was working with, um, Tom house, um, you know, legendary arm guy. Right. So if, if that's true and like, if he did make these improvements, I don't know. We might, we might see, we might see a completely different Jalen hurts and, I'm here for it, to be honest. One of my bigger concerns, so for, for the record, I'm not out on Hertz. I'm not in on Hertz. This is the, this is it, though. And, you know, you have these weapons. You, you have literally have, and I honestly would, wanted to open up another discussion. This is kind of getting me off onto something else, but you don't have any excuses for Jalen Hurts this year. He's got to throw the ball. He's got to be accurate. He's got to complete some passes. Bottom line. Bottom line. So here's something else though that that Kenny said, and um, it has to do with the order of shit, right? So is Quez really our number three? Oh, you know what? I keep forgetting about what's his nuts that they just signed um, from the Colts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it even <laughs> once again, you know, if I knew the roster, I could have fucking had a brain there. Um, no, that's a good point. That is a very like a really good point. Yeah, like you have a legit you have a guy you have a guy who has played legit slot wide receiver in the NFL and has combined compiled some like pretty legitimate numbers for the slot. Um, And so I think Quez is going to be your four. To be honest, that's what I think. But I don't. (sighs) I mean, we'll see. You know what that means? I actually think Goddard is the third, but. Well, no, I'm. Yeah. Uh, you're right because I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like wide receiver depth chart. I'm thinking like their normal three, three, like three wide receiver, one tight end set is going to be, you know, Brown, Smith, 
Pascal, um, and Greg Goddard. Ward. No. Stop it. Go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say Greg Ward's name because Greg Ward was the – was he the second receiver two years ago? Like, this guy might not make the team. Like, this is where we – this is – the like progression of all right, he'll make the team, but he'll be a, he's going to be a sixth option on this team when he's, he's going to make the team for special teams. Fine, but but this guy was like you needed him for your offense two years ago, and he's not going to see the field. He had the most touchdowns. What? He had the most touchdowns that year that you're talking about. Right, and now yeah, he's he did. insignificant. Not because he got worse, because the roster got better. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and. You know, you got J- you got JJ on the the blocking tight end scheme, and you know they're 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 looking like the best blocking tight end team in the league. <laughs> we can hang our hats on that. Hey, well, we all know JJ can block. Hey, that dude, <laughs> I forget whoever it was the OC. I don't even remember if it was last year or the year before that, but he was like, he just blocks so well. I know. <laughs> I remember. I remember hearing about it. Like okay, whatever. No, fucking. but Jay's totally right. Like the, the, I think Miles Sanders is like your biggest X factor. Like, what are we getting? This is perfect segue. Like, it's almost as if we talked, which we didn't. But my, perfect no segue. Doing that talking before the podcast bullshit. Just <laughs> run the tape and see what the fuck comes out. Um, oh yeah, this is going off raw too. Fuck it. But listen, <sighs> like, raw dog. Oh, I knew you were gonna do it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. the running back the running back situation is. Probably the biggest concern on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Really. What's the death chart? Do you know, or am I putting you on the spot? Anyone? I don't um, know either. Well, That's what I mean. Who's number two? I got it right here. Hang on. Find the. We can we can bring it up. We can bring it up. I made that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sanders, Scott, Gainwell, Huntley, <sighs> Gainwell. You you have I'm pass, team Gainwell. You have pass catchers, is what you have. Yeah. I would take um I would take fumble fumbles McGee Miles Sanders over last year's Miles Sanders because last year's Miles Sanders was pitiful. Well, he's in contract year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that should bode well. I mean, if he either wants to get paid to play football moving forward, or if he's going to end up, you know, bagging groceries. Well, we don't bag groceries in New Jersey anymore, but you know what I mean. <laughs> He'll be working at Henning's Market before you know it. <laughs> no, well, is Boston Scott like confirmed on the team? No, I thought he got. No, he signed with. Um, I thought Boston Scott's gone. He's still on the ESPN depth chart. Yeah, I mean, it's we're in flux right now, so it's a little hard. It's like a little I would say that he's not on the team. They still yeah. have him on the, on the roster on ESPN. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm confident that they're not bringing him back. Like, I think he's on the team because he hasn't found it. What's this? Was he on the Saints? What's wrong? What'd you do? Who, me? Yeah. No, he was drafted by the Saints, and then we took him. So, yeah, Boston Scott's not an NFL running back. I don't care what anyone says. Wait, I'm feeling like I'm. This is I hate doing this on the podcast live because people probably get annoyed. But I don't care. I, <laughs> I feel if, like if they want to come in and try to make it better. They here's the link. I feel like they. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
I feel like they signed him. I feel like they signed him. Now I need to look it up now. All right. Well, you can look it up. Tariq Cohen was a free agent. He's done. Tours Achilles. Pop. Sniper on the Dude, roof. did you watch that video? Anybody? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, God. You can hear the Achilles snap, bro. Oh. Looking like Ryan Howard's ass. All right. So listen, Boston Scott is under contract for 2022. So that, that, that confirms that he is on the team. Great. Right. Um, he's, he's five, six, two Oh five, two Oh three fire Jesus. hydrant. Holy shit. I knew he was small. I didn't think he was that small. It's pretty much my size. <laughs> I've gained some weight recently. <laughs> if only you had a drinking problem, we'd all be it's, even. It's all muscle. It's all this muscle. This is my first drink in like 31 days. All right. I think that's your. I, I, mean, I think that's I'm, actually your second. Well, you're right. This. <laughs> Lily was kind enough to get a refill for me while she was yelling at me about getting off the podcast so I could go drink in Nashville. So that's awesome. I don't blame her. That's that is fair, by the way. Enjoy. It's totally fair, man. So, all right. So we know how we feel about the offensive side of the ball, right? So let's just touch on the defensive side on the ball um, and some of the big changes. Obviously, I mean, shit. The 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 front is gonna be is gonna be completely different, really, with Reddick up there. I um, forgot that they traded for Reddick. It's been so long. Like I feel like Reddick's just been part of the team, and he's just been there. It was it, it did happen it happened a long time ago, so kind of yeah. like disappears, right? You know, so signed. What's up? Signed, not traded for, right? Uh, you may be correct. Yes. Um, but the defensive side of the ball is just, is just completely reworked. Um, you got Brandon Graham coming back. Um, you know, you have Reddick, you have Dean, you have Davis. Hargrave was, was, was like on an upward trend last year. Fletcher Cox is Fletcher Cox, whatever, you know, he's going to give you good solid men, like plays snaps out there. But like, you know, he's not, it's almost like a hardened situation with him, right? Like he's not MVP Cox, you know, but but he's still drawing double teams like a lot, right? A high percentage. Um, that probably shifts this year. I'm a little hype about the D. I'm a little hype about the D. Honestly, I really am. Do you guys see any weaknesses on D? Their coordinator. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair, dude. That's fair. I wanted to burn that guy to stake. Yeah, well, we're going to find out, you know, like you say all the time, you can't judge the coach because the players play the game, right? We're going to find out this year because he's going to have all the talent he needs out there defensively to scheme up anything he wants. If they can't stop anybody, now it's on the coach. Now it's on the coordinator. I think what's really interesting about that, and listen, I think Howie's a genius. I've thought this for a long time. But if I had to guess how this happened – we don't have we where we did not invest is safeties. I say we like I'm part of the team, but that's <laughs> I agree 100. percent Okay, so we did invest in safeties. Um, if you look at the system that Jonathan Gannon runs, it you don't need top of the line safeties. You need cover two safeties that can drop back and play center field, and I don't think that's a coincidence. 
I think Howie said to Gannon, what do you need to make this defense better? Because that was shit last year. So help me out. And then Howie went and provided more than he could have possibly imagined. And for Howie, it's going to be a completely guilt-free firing next year if it doesn't go the way it should go. I like Epps. Everyone's down on Epps. I love Epps. I I I would agree, dude. I like Epps I better than Harris. Wow, and there's a little there's a little secret weapon that we often forget about. And I think he's going to take a leap this year. Is Wallace? I really do truly think it will be a leap year. I don't know if that's where you were going, Jay, but I really think Wallace is going to show up. Well, I you know I've been all over Davion T- Taylor since the beginning, and I'm horrible with yeah. the F, so it's probably a bust. But um, but yeah, e- either one of those guys I could see. Davion Taylor Taylor probably has more physical talent without understanding the game of football, and I think Kayvon Wallace. <laughs> I think he's I think he's probably got enough all around to see some snaps this year. You know, hopefully he doesn't break his collarbone on the first time he tackles someone, which I think is what happened last year. So yeah, he got beat up. Can I just uh, chime in here real quick? How great is it that the Giants are paying a larger cap hit than the Eagles are paying Bradbury? Like he's eleven point five against their cap, and the Eagles are only paying him ten. It's because Gettleman's like the worst GM ever. That's true, but good for you, Giants. Keep it up. They don't even they don't even bother me anymore. They're so insignificant on the list of teams that bother me. I I don't there think they'll be insig- I don't think they'll be insignificant for long. I think in I think in two years they're a better football team, a much better yeah, football team. Definitely. I think they're gonna have a different quarterback, and that's the big part. But <laughs> I don't think they get better until they get a new quarterback, and until they get rid of take their biggest chip. And they need to move them. They should have this offseason, honestly. Yeah. So, Kenny, are you still with us? Because I can't see you. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Um, Dave, if you're ever curious as to, like, if the problem is you or everybody else, just go ahead and assume it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, these pop-ups over here on my side are like, oh, Kenny's Kenny's connection is bad. The fuck? This, this thing's lying to me all the time. You're, you may be right. I, maybe I need to get out of this brick room. Problem mm-hmm. is I have, a, I have a three-year-old and I can't yell in the rest of my fucking house at 10 o'clock at night. Hey, hey Grayson, pack your shit. You don't pay any bills, bitch. Sleep outside. <laughs> oh, fuck. So um, let's do this before we move on from the Eagles and we wrap this thing up the totally with a little bit of chatter on the fills. Um, the flyers. We're not talking about the flyers. Um, I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where let's just, let's just get a total, a win total ah. from, from you guys on, on the Eagles. All right. Give me, um, I gotta find the schedule. I don't remember it. Just, you don't even need to, do you really need to look at it? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Do I even need to look at the schedule to give you a prediction of how many wins I think <laughs> they're going to buy? Are they just playing the giants? Then they win all the games. What are you going to look You're going to look at the schedule and like magically figure out if they're going to win 14 games. This team can't yeah. win 14 games against anybody. Listen, 
They beat the Lions, right? Are you going to do this? Are you going to go down every fucking game? Yeah, I am. This is how you do it, you fucking. We bitch. we can do that on a different podcast, maybe. But like, I have Nashville is right there, <laughs> and I'm not going game by game right now. All right. Well, look, you could hit that little red button that says "Leave no, Studio." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fine. I'll do it myself. Just everyone else go. I'll do it myself. Fucking bitch. All right. So Jay, you go first. What do you, what do you think? Uh, total wins. Um, so, uh, you have to excuse me not being able to do math because all of a sudden the NFL decided to add games for financial stupid. Anyway. Um, so last year, their final record was nine and eight. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I see legitimately. I think I see eleven wins for this team. I do. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to it's so hard to commit, isn't it? It is. Um, what I can tell you is the last over under I saw was eight and a half. Uh, hammer the over. Uh, that was before Bradbury. I don't see a lot of holes in places that would affect the Eagles. And when you talk about the trenches, they might be the best team in the NFL. Um, yeah. I'll t- Bradbury doesn't move this team to a point five. What? You said that the you saw the over under at eight and a half, right? Yeah. But yeah, so like I'm saying Bradbury doesn't account for a half of a win. It just makes it like in gambling world and like in the real world, like, yeah, he's a, a huge addition, but he doesn't move that needle to a half win. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, by the way, Kenny, I think your boy Gene owes me like $500 from last year's over at your bachelor party, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk to him about that. Later. I'll get him. Um, so um, yeah, I go I go hard on the over, and I'm going 11 wins. I um, I think that their schedule is weak. I think that their team is much better, and there's a about a 20 percent chance in my estimation that that scenario where Jalen Hurts completely reshapes his ability to throw outs and deep balls um, because he might be the hardest worker on the team. Uh, is something that changes the number of wins that the Eagles have at the end of the year. And I'm saying 11, and I think there's the potential that they win more than that. And that's not, um, you know, I've, I've thought about it a lot. That's just where I'm at. All right. Uh, thanks. Uh, Gordy, what's up? Where are you at? Uh, looking at it, I've got him at Five losses. Uh, 18 games now, right? Uh, 17. 17. 17 right. All right. So 12 and 5. 12 and 5 is where I'm at. Looking at the schedule, they play a short week three times. Yep. Heads up. So they play a short week three times. Um, But yeah, I mean, so yeah. I can't believe I'm saying 12 wins, but all right. Gordy Gordy's locked in at 12 
for now. I mean, this may. So if we I can, can find can... the over under at eight and a half, I am hammering you over. Yeah, onto your bank account, onto that over. Uh, Kenny, where are you at? Week one, win. Week two, <laughs> I got him. At, I got him at ten because. I really want him at 11, but there's no way Jay can have him at 11 and Gordy can have him at 12. We're not that smart. So they got to be at 10. That's just the realistic bet of it all. And if you look at the schedule, it's 10 and I'm comfortable saying 10. Okay. You're at 10. I'm at 11. Um, I do. I do think that they'll probably, they'll probably be around between nine to 11 is probably my best guess. Um, I think if they win 11, that they win the NFC East. Uh, I think the East is theirs. It's it's theirs to lose. I'll put it that way. I mean, you know, Washington is who the fuck knows what Washington's going to throw out there. The the giants are in shambles. Um, You know, Dallas is a completely fucking different squad now. So, um, yeah, no, I like the Eagles to, I like the Eagles to win 11. I think, I think, you know, you, you could see some easy, like there's a lot of easy squads on this, on this list, but you know how it goes in the NFL. Um, they have to find a way to beat the Cowboys. They beat them twice. That was not good last year. And if I know Eagles fans, I do. Um, if you go uh, what fifteen and two, and those two losses are to the Cowboys, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people in Philadelphia. So you're right. You have to beat the Cowboys. Yep, yep. You're 100. percent You're 100 right. They're beating um, both times. So listen, listen. Uh, for the sake of Jay's marriage, uh, like relationship over there. Whoa! whoa I, I know. I listen. Whoa. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Billy just gave you, know. you or me the finger. I'm not sure who I'm going to find out when we get off. <laughs> Definitely to me. I was, that was me. Um, you know, so listen, the, the Eagles, we're going to have a lot of time to, to hash this out with the Eagles. Like, I, you know, I just wanted to get the feel like where everybody's at, like right now. Um, so I think that that's the wheelhouse though. I really do. I think it's going to be between 10 and 12 most likely. Um, so I think we're looking good there. So like the last thing that I really wanted to get out of everybody was a sentiment check on the, on the Phillies. And we could be, we could be quick about it because there's like each week we go into this and there's really not a lot to talk about with the Phillies. It's kind of the same shit over and over again with, because there's going to be, they're they're going to have games where they look amazing. They're going to have games where they look horrible, but they just had a, ridiculously good Western road trip and it ended poorly with a really bad fucking loss uh, where they could have swept the Dodgers um, in four games. But, you know, taking four games from the Dodgers is, I don't think, I don't think people really understand how fucking hard that is. Um, So like the way they lost makes it, I get it. Like the, the way they lost, it sucks. But like, so where's everybody, where's everybody's feels right now on the fills? Um, where we're at, you know, we're in the middle, we're in the middle of May. They're one game under 500 or they might be at 500. I don't know if this is updated or whatever. Um, Cause they won the night, you know, where Jay, where are you at right now with the fills? All right. So we're staying on theme for the night. You asked me about the Sixers and my 
final answer was that um, I think the NBA intentionally torpedoed the Sixers in the process. So um, if baseball figures out how to stop fucking with the baseballs, then this team probably wins a lot more games. Teams. Uh, all right, listen. What? I didn't even. I haven't even insulted you tonight. Now you're gonna. Okay. Whatever. Um. Yeah, I I think that they are an offensive juggernaut if they want to be, or if the balls are right. And I think that generally that's good for baseball. And I think that if that all works itself out, then long-term you could, well, long-term, next two or three years you could have a team here that challenges and competes, even with the Mets, who are apparently very good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm hopeful, but, I mean, it's it's the Phillies, and so I'm cautiously hopeful. Um but uh, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I have I have a problem with the way they're treating the baseballs right now, and I wish that would change. It is very bizarre, the whole thing. Like it's just very weird. Uh, so Gordy, uh, talk to Kenny enough about baseball. Um, but Kenny, I'll let you I'll let you put in your two cents too. But Gordy, how do you feel about the Phils right now? Like where they're at current? I mean, I, I guess on the the sunny side guy. Uh, for Philly right now, because I'm, I'm. This is about where I thought they would be uh, at this point in the season. Still kind of getting their their legs under them. Uh, pitching good some nights, bad the other nights. Defense, <laughs> well, you know we don't know what that is some nights, but um, you know, I mean, I figured they'd be right around 500, and then as it warms up and it gets to hitting weather, they'll start hitting. Um, I do agree. The baseball thing is weird. I don't understand why they're making that change. Like, it's just strange to me. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Just you have a product, you, you manage to somehow avoid strike. Just put up runs and shut up. Like, I don't know. At any rate, I mean, even as up and down as they've been, they're the fifth best run scoring team in the NL right now. And I'm assuming this is updated tonight. I, I don't know. But, um, I mean, yeah, the Mets are going to falter because the Mets are the Mets. So we really don't have to worry about the Mets. Um, they will gag. Uh, Dude, they're, they're already having issues. They had Scherzer <laughs> had to skip a start. DeGrom is, like, unknown right now. So, five five. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wheeler's going out in K and 9. Thank you. Um, yep. uh, the Phils are going to be fine. Uh, I... I expect them to. I don't expect them to win the East, man. I do. I just expect them to win. I expect them to win. NL East. I, I like do. it. So, yeah, that's Kenny. Where, where are you at? Where do you stand this week? I'm going on Friday, so that's where I'm at. I was there yesterday. Um, so. You know, you and I talked about this a bunch. You know, it's it's it is early in the grand scheme of baseball, right? Um, we're we're getting toward the end of May. They've they've played just under forty games. They are either at five hundred or one under. I, I, I one under. Okay, so they are eighteen and nineteen. That's legit. Yes. Okay, 
So they're one game under 500. Here's my issue right now. And here's my biggest concern. It kind of, kind of it's first of all, there's a very weird discrepancy going on with the way they play at home versus the way they play when they're not here. And I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if it's just the the level of competition that they've had here or what, but they're averaging 4.2 runs at home. They're averaging, they're averaging 5.4 on the road. Like, that's that's significant. Um, that's a significant difference. The other issue that is going to rear its head on them is this this whole Bryce Harper situation. Bryce is getting these injections. Hopefully it works, and hopefully you know he's able to be normal. But in the meantime, they are going to struggle because they did not plan on having to have Castellanos and Schwarber hanging out in the off in the in the. Uh, outfield every night. So the fact that they have to put Bryce in as DH all the time really is going to make them struggle in defensively even more so than we thought that they would before. We're talking about two and a half months without him, right? That's what I saw today. They've already said that he can't throw for the next six weeks minimum. Yep. Yeah, for the uh, DH role. Yeah, so I mean that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm. You guys know where I'm at on the Phillies. I, I'm in on the Phillies. I believe in them. I still think they're going to win 90 games. Um, the pitching is starting to come around. They have had a couple failures in the bullpen, um, but again, they're 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 not consistently failing. They're just you know they're they're rearing their ugly head at the wrong time, which seems to fucking happen with this team. But. Um, I think that the Phillies are going to be fine. Um, so I'm looking forward to, I really hope they win 90 games so I could just shit on everyone. That's what I really want. Um, Kenny, do you really want to talk about the flyers or are you just fucking around? No, I'm just fucking around, but they are interviewing Barry Trot, So at least it's something right. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and we're excited about that. Yay. Oh, shut up. Let it go. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, Jay. Thanks for uh, you know giving up a couple of two two hours of your time in Nashville. Um, that's that's legit. Appreciate you coming out, man. Yes, sir, I'll do my best every time you invite me. And uh, and Gordy, obviously, thanks for joining us again. Um, you know, you guys have been you guys have been kind of staple figures, uh, even either talking about you guys on this podcast or actually having you guys on this podcast. So, uh, yeah, Gord, thanks for, thanks for joining us again tonight. Thanks for inviting me and always a pleasure. And Jay, have a good time on your trip, buddy. <laughs> will do. Will do. And, um, anybody out there who doesn't know what her lockers mustard tastes like, uh, you need to go get it because it's fucking good. Right. And it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny took us on the mustard train and now I want mustard and pretzels and it's like 11 o'clock at night. Um, what are you doing? This is it, by the way. This is that mustard. This this shit right here. <laughs> $22 mustard? $22 for mustard? What? Okay, okay, listen. It's six 16 ounces, all right? Everyone chill. It's six of them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was going to say, what the fuck are you doing? That mustard's so good. I'd spend $30. Kenny got a job Just recently. <laughs> <laughs> Career change. <laughs> I can afford I gotta, this $30 mustard. Got a mustard habit. Got to keep going. (laughs)
I'm surprised. All right, listen, Poupon. <laughs> listen, uh, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, your saints, all of you. Um, can continue to like, tell people about it, uh, share it, um, you know, all the things. And um, as always, fuck you. I would love to argue on Twitter all the time. I'm always down. You know that. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot for taking the time this week. And go Phils. Phils. Later. Birds. Birds. <laughs> Get <Careful>, flyers. <I heard. laughs>